Welcome to another great week here on Brit David Podcast, as Pastor Tim brings us a message entitled, A Yeah But Sermon, from Luke chapter 16, verse 18. Few messages are as polarizing as those on the subject of divorce. Divorce is an epidemic that occurs in nearly half the families in America. Although divorce rates have declined over the last decade, America still has one of the highest divorce rates of any country in the world, and the church is not immune. We seem to suffer as much as unbelievers. Is there any hope for marriage in America? Yes. Here's Pastor Tim. In a mighty way, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. How good. Let me let you have a seat. As you are, if you have your Bible, I hope that you do today. We're going to use it a lot. We're going to turn to several different passages. But we're primarily, of course, in the Gospel of Luke. We're working our way verse by verse through this book. And we're in Luke chapter number 16. You know, there are some real benefits. I won't say it that way. There are some benefits to preaching through a book of the Bible simply verse by verse. One of those is is that uh, you have to tackle the hard passages. You know, you don't get to skip them. You know what I mean? Everybody knows where you've been and where you're headed. You can't just skip over it because you want to, you know? Another, another real benefit is there's sometimes when those messages, you know, God just has in mind exactly what you need, doesn't he? And there's sometimes when that message hits home maybe more so than at other times. And so from time to time, somebody will say, well, preacher's picking on me today. You know, he knows, and he's just, he's preaching this right to me today. Well, you know, if you go verse by verse, then you're not picking on anybody, it's just kind of where you are. Then if the, if the rock hits you, you know there's a problem, right? There's a third great benefit, and this really is to me a benefit of preaching through this way, is that it's easier to connect different passages together, or at least, at least as the flow of that chapter and the flow of that book goes. Today, we hit the trifecta on that one. I mean, we hit all of these. If there was a passage in Luke chapter 16 that I would just as soon skip, this one is the one, you know? Uh, it's, not, it's not a favorite. It's not one that I enjoy preaching uh, because I know how difficult that it can be. So if I could skip it, I'd just skip it, but I can't, so I ain't, right? Second thing is, you know I love you. I ain't picking on you. But there are going to be some that for this passage is going to be particularly personal today. Listen to what God has to say. His Spirit has something to say to you today. And then, of course, being able to connect these passages, that's really, that's really the the crux of this passage. Last week, we were in verse number 17, or at least that was the last verse that we looked at. It was all about God's Word and how God's Word never fails. We talked about how God's Word is inerrant, that it is infallible, that it is instructive, that it is indestructible, that it is incorruptible. All of those wonderful things about the Word of God that we look at and we say, yep, that's exactly right. And we get behind it with a hearty amen. And we say, yes, the Bible is the Word of God. 
It is how we live. It is not only our instruction book, it is the, it is the umpire lines, if you will. It tells us what's out of bounds and what's in bounds. There's everything about the Word of God that is so special that it makes me want to, as a believer, to yield myself to its truth and to live under that knowing that I'm greatly blessed. You better keep that in mind. Because we come to a passage today that I call a yeah but passage. You know what I mean? You know what I mean by yeah but, right? You say yes. The Word of God is authoritative over me. I must yield to it in whatever it says and no matter how much it hurts. And then I read this in verse 18. Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced from her husband commits adultery. And suddenly our defense mechanisms kick in. And we say, yes, I mean, I understand that's the Word of God. Yeah, but you don't understand my circumstances. Yeah, but you don't, you don't know. I mean, that, Tim, that's just how the world is today. Yeah, but becomes a real problem in our Christian walk. Because if I can yeah but my way through this particular verse, then really I can yeah but my way through any verse, anywhere in all of the Bible. It may surprise you to discover that I have struggled with this passage in some personal ways. And I've approached this passage as a yeah but passage in my own life. And so I know how difficult this can be. So what I don't need today is a preacher's opinion. What I don't need today is culture's commands. Even church culture's demands. I, I don't need society telling me how to read into or out of this particular verse. I need to know what God says. And I need to know what God means. And I need to know how that fits into my life and how I am to wrap my life around the Word of God, even this particular portion. So if I give you two truths today, and I'm going to... And I have to start with this one. We need scriptural insight. We need scriptural insight. We've done enough listening to the world. Then we turn our attention to the Word. When I get through listening to all of my friends say what they have to say on this particular subject, I turn my attention to the Lord. The one who loves me more than anything else. The one who loved me enough to die for me. The one who demonstrates his own love toward me. And that while I was still a sinner that he died for me. He's the one that I want to listen to. 
He's the one that I want to gain insight from. And so I turn my attention to His Word. And I ask of His Holy Spirit, what do I need to know concerning this passage? I want you to hold your place here in Luke chapter number 16. Go backwards with me to the book of Malachi. You don't know where Malachi is. If you just keep turning back, you'll go to Mark, you'll go to Matthew. Suddenly you're in the Old Testament and there you are right in Malachi. Malachi chapter number 2 is where we're going to look at some verses today. When it comes to scriptural insight, there are three truths that I need to know from the Bible in order to help me to discover what Luke chapter 16 and verse 18 means. Malachi chapter 2 can help me with that and with that understanding. The first truth is this. You need to know that marriage has an origin. Marriage has an origin. It doesn't begin with man, it begins with God. It doesn't begin on this side of eternity, it begins on the other. It begins in the garden. It begins that very first week of creation. As God creates Adam and Eve on day number six. As He creates Adam and begins to look and say, there is something that is missing. He is incomplete. He shows that to Adam, if you recall, by allowing him the opportunity to name all of the different animals. So not only does Adam get to name the animals, what Adam sees is there are pairs of animals, male and female. And he sees that he has no counterpart. He sees that there's no one his equal. There's no one like him. God puts him in a deep sleep and takes one of his ribs out of his side and creates a woman, brings her and presents her to Adam. And he says, this is bone of my bone. This is flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. God put them side by side. Not one on top of the other as if one is more domineering. As if one is more important. But to put them side by side in the garden, living life together. That's the origin of marriage. Now maybe you sit there today and you say, well that's all fine and good. I'm, I'm glad to know that. I, I'm glad to know that marriage has its beginning at the beginning. I'm glad to know that it comes before the fall. I'm glad to know that it's the one institution that's created by God before any other, before government, before work, before anything else. He creates marriage. I'm glad to know that. But how is that supposed to help me? How is that supposed to help me today in my situation? What is the origin of my marriage? The origin of your marriage may be the key to whether your marriage is a happy one or an unhappy one. 
How did you meet? Where did you meet? Why did you decide to be married in the first place? Is it God who brought you together? Or is it simply you working out your own details in your own life? What is your origin? In the book of Malachi, this prophet speaks for God and speaks in a way that is more contemporary maybe than us simply going all the way back to the garden. He speaks about your marriage. Look at what he says. Malachi chapter number 2. Let's begin in verse number 14. He says, yet you say, for what reason? Now the reason for the question about reason is that God's bringing judgment on his people. If you can imagine a court scene, that's what the book of Malachi is like. Seven times over, God brings a charge against his people. They say, we're not, we're not guilty. He says, here's the evidence. He presents the verdict and the sentence. And that's what you have in this particular passage. God's already declared judgment against his people. And they have said, for what reason? We've not done anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with us. We're simply living in the culture that we live in. For what reason? To which God replies this. Because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth. With whom you have dealt treacherously. This is a marriage that's in trouble. A marriage that was born correctly. A marriage born in the youthful days of a husband and wife. But a marriage that's not characterized by love. A marriage that's characterized by loathing. Not a marriage that is characterized by concern or care or compassion but a marriage that has been dictated by selfishness and violence and terribly inappropriate behavior. What God refers to as treacherously. And then he says this, yet, yet, she is your companion. The same word that we see God using in the book of Genesis for Eve concerning Adam. She is your companion and your wife by covenant. He begins a question at the beginning of verse number 15. This is the first half of that question I want you to see for sure. But did he not make them one? One. What is the origin of marriage? Your details may be different. Dana and I were a blind date. She wouldn't have gone out with me if she hadn't have been blind. (laughs) You know, maybe you were on a blind date. Maybe your eyes were wide open. Whatever the 
circumstances of those things, God took two and created in you one flesh. He created you. He made you. Do you see those words? He made them one. He is the origin of your marriage. He is the beginning. He then must be the meaning. Marriage has its origin and its origin is in God. Number two, marriage has occupants. Occupants. You notice that he says, she is your wife by covenant. There's a covenant that you enter into. It's not a contract. It's not an agreement. That's why marriage is far more than just another piece of paper. It is a covenant between two people and their God. God has seen fit to have one husband, one wife, for one lifetime to be made one. Husband, wife, you are the occupants of this. And that's why in Malachi, he continues to refer to them as husband and wife. You and the wife of your youth. She is your wife by covenant. She is your companion. Thirdly, marriage has an obligation. Marriage has an obligation. You see it in the word covenant. And although you may or may not have used that during your wedding ceremony, you likely use the word vows. You pledged vows one to another. In all likelihood, you repeated after the preacher. And you said what you would do. And you said how long you would do it. And you made a promise on that particular day, you're under obligation to fulfill the promises that you make. The Bible says it is better for a person not to make a vow at all than to make a vow and to not keep it. So what's going on in Luke chapter 16 and verse 18? It's a broken promise. It's a broken vow. It is the occupants of a marriage covenant who have ceased to fulfill the obligation that was theirs. They've seen their marriage's origin and they've seen their marriage's demise. I need scriptural insight. When it comes to seeing these things, I need to see them beyond my experience. I need to see them beyond culture's expressions. But when I begin to look, when I begin to dig into God's Word, such as this passage in Malachi, I, I have questions. I have questions that come up. And so I would say this today then is number two. Not only do we need scriptural insight, 
But we have serious inquiries. We have serious inquiries. We have serious questions about how to take this model that is perfect and utilize it in a world that's not so perfect. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his message, A Yeah But Sermon, from Luke chapter 16, verse 18. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.